It's the H-Dog Pod with your host, Michael the Hound Dog Harrison. Hey, welcome to episode 16, the Nikolai Borchevsky edition of the podcast. Nikolai, of course, widely hailed as the greatest Maple Leaf of all time for scoring a Game 7 OT winner against the Red Wings in 1993. Without question, the most fanfare Leaf wearing number 16 has ever received, more than Darcy Tucker and Mitch Marner combined. I thought for this podcast, I'd go back to my roots like I did when I first launched this podcast and record a solo pod. And this one is special too, because I want to discuss the top five television characters of all time. Now, it's of course difficult to narrow down, especially given that I've had to have actually watched these shows before, so I may leave a few people out. This list, I'm sure, will be highly controversial and might get me into some hot water, and perhaps I'll lose whatever shred of respect I still had left from you guys. Having said that, I'm quite confident in listing who are, without question, the top five characters on TV ever. So let's get cracking. Bang! So I'm going to start this list, of course, with number five. Then I'll work my way uh, backwards to number one, the best character on television uh, of all time. Number five, have to go with Jeff from Curb Your Enthusiasm. Jeff, of course, Larry's manager. If you haven't seen that show, by the way, what are you doing? Binge it. It's on Crave. It's on HBO. You can find it anywhere. Uh, the, the televisions are around, I'm sure. Kerber Enthusiasm, so damn funny. It's from the creator of Seinfeld, Larry David. So number five, Jeff, Larry's manager from Kerber Enthusiasm. This guy is just so funny. Gets into all these ridiculous situations. Love him so much. Number four, the fourth best TV character of all time, Jeff's wife, Susie. She just... She never met an argument she didn't want to ever have, especially with Larry calling him some of the most offside stuff of all time. It is hilarious. It would be so much fun to be her just to be able to scream at someone like she does to Larry all the time. Amazing. Number three, well, it's his own show, Larry David from Curb. I, it's, it, I struggled. I should have maybe put in number one because it is his own show. He's really, really good playing a ridiculous version of himself. He said before, he actually would love to be him in real life, but he usually isn't. He's a bit more reserved and doesn't call people on their stuff. Larry David rips everyone. It's amazing. Number two, rest in peace, Bob Einstein, who played, uh, well, he was Super Dave years ago, and he played Marty Funkhauser from Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh, my God. This guy immediately, the first episode he was ever in, I believe it was season, I want to say maybe five. I could be wrong on that. He said, Larry, uh, Larry David told him, oh yeah, I, I'm peeing, uh, sitting down. Funkhauser's like, what? You crap standing up? Funkhauser, unbelievably so, so funny in that show. Brought great levity. So, so good. The number one greatest character of all time on, in television history, Leon Black from Curb Your Enthusiasm. My goodness. He came in episode two of season six. The very first episode of Leon, he's talking about ejaculate? Ejaculate? And he's like, no, ejaculate. Come the very first episode Leon Black was in, Leon Black immediately made an incredible impression. Love him. Absolutely. Those are your top five characters in television history. This has been the H-Dog Pod with host Mike. Okay, okay, okay. I guess I can't do all five characters from the same show. That'd be a little bit ridiculous. Here's a serious list of the top five comedy characters on TV history. Number five, Frank Reynolds from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. That show's been going on for maybe, I don't know, maybe 13, 14, 15 years. Crazy how long it's been going. It's even more remarkable that season one, Danny DeVito, by the way, plays Frank Reynolds. Uh, He was not even in season one, which is bizarre when you think about it. Because when you think of the show, of course you think of Frank Reynolds, Danny DeVito, with his... 
insane, ridiculous antics with the family. Everyone in that show is severely flawed. Really, really funny. Haven't seen as much of the later seasons, but I'm told there's still one or two bangers every episode that are really, really good. Sorry, every season that are really, really good. Number four, Tobias Funke. You could name several different characters from Arrested Development. They all were outstanding, and several of them, pretty much all of them, have gone on to do great things in the future, uh, especially, obviously, the main guy, Jason Bateman. He's in Ozark currently, which I just uh, binged season one the other day. No spoilers. Haven't seen anything past that, but I digress. So many great characters from that show, but Tobias Funke was outstanding, played by David Cross. Uh, he was the uh, the husband of uh, Lindsay Portia del Rossi, and he didn't quite know if he was uh, into her or not. Maybe he was into men. He wasn't quite, quite sure, but Tobias Funke. He wanted to go into the Blue Man group for one of the episodes, and one of my f- my favorite line from him of all time was when he said, "Tonight, Michael, I blew myself," and he had blue all over him. Oh, Tobias Funke, Arrested Development, definitely watch that show, especially the first three seasons. After that, they made a couple different Netflix uh, seasons where they weren't all together very often. They because they had, like I said, they were all big stars. So they weren't able to be together very much. So then they had to like cut scenes in weird ways, and honestly. The last two seasons from Netflix, you're probably better off not watching them, to be honest with you. The number three has to be from both offices. Let's go with Michael Scott from the American one and David Brent, who is played by Ricky Gervais in the UK one. Of course, everyone loved the uh, American office. I think I've seen maybe four seasons, and obviously Michael Scott, played by Steve Carell, was so, so funny. But I actually want to say to you, Maybe it's because I watched it first, and there was only six episodes for each of the first two seasons, a Christmas special, and that was it. I want to say the UK office is even better than the American office. David Brent was very, very, man, he was obnoxious, absurd, ludicrous, whatever, pompous, whatever word you want to say. The UK office, really, really good. And of course, then Ricky Gervais has done so many great shows after that. On, On Extras, he was amazing. Derek, he was really good. Afterlife, his newest one. Gervais, obviously, duh, an incredible actor and writer and everything like that. The number two comedic character of all time on television, Leon Black. I did have to name one from Curb Your Enthusiasm. As I said, Leon came in at like gangbusters on that show. So, so funny. Anytime Leon's on that show on the screen, you're just laughing. My mom doesn't like him as much because he swears every like first word, basically. And but he is so so hilarious. Leon Black just brings like the show was was quite good through five seasons, but once he arrived, boom! It just goes like what out of the stratosphere with how good he is. Leon Black, amazing, amazing character, and I really really wanted to have him as my number one to be honest with you. And I grappled with this one, but he's not because the number one comedic character on television in television history, in my opinion, Mister Bean. Yes, a man of few words. Obviously, the show was way back in the day, but Mr. Bean, I loved him growing up. I still do. How can you not get a kick out of this guy? I have his shirt. I used to do impressions of him as a kid. I haven't done one in many, many years. Let's see if, I, if I'm good. I might be a little bit rusty here, but let me try. Bean. <laughs> ta-da, ta-da. <laughs> ta-da. Bean. Eh, I feel that was uh, not too bad. I think it was a bit sharper back in the day. But Mr. Bean. Like for uh, it's amazing how uh, an actor like Rowan Atkinson resonates so strongly, and he's incredible. And everyone, pretty much everyone, I think, loves him. Maybe there's a brand of comedy of people who don't like them. Those people are fools, though. 
without question, Mr. Bean is the greatest comedy uh, character in, in television history, bar none. Of course, there's a couple of honorable mentions I'll, I'll, I'll say here. A couple I would say is Britain's version of Friends back in the day, and Jeff was... He wasn't the main character in the show, but he was the best character in that show, without question. Barney Stinson on How I Met Your Mother was amazing for so many seasons. Uh, the ladies' man, until he started to get, to get feelings, and I was like, okay, this character is not as good. So that's I really wanted to put him on this list, but once I haven't seen the last, I want to say, season or two of uh, How I Met Your Mother. I thought, in my opinion, it started to go downhill, particularly because Barney Stinson started to get feelings, and it wasn't as good. I already mentioned Marty Funkhauser off the top. Definitely... Definitely an honorable mention. Rest in peace, Bob Einstein. He was so, so funny. Seinfeld. So many great characters from that. I mean, you can't go wrong with mentioning any of the Costanza, Elaine, Kramer ones. I might even hazard a guess. Maybe even Elaine of those three. As funny as it sounds. Toward the end, I would say Elaine was the most damaged of all of them, which is hard because they all were. I, I would go with Elaine on that one. And the last honorable mention for comedy shows, how could you not say Cookie Monster? How awesome would that be to be a cookie? You're just smashing cookies all the time. Oh, my God. So, so funny from Sesame Street. Of course, I haven't seen that show, brag, in like 15 plus years. 15 years. What am I talking about? I haven't watched that show. 15 years. Yikes. I'm getting old. It's actually probably been like 25, 30 years. What am I talking about 15 years? Cookie Monster, though. Amazing. Since I'm a fan of reality shows, I'm going to go with the top five reality show contestants of all time. Starting with Omarosa from The Apprentice. She was later on Celebrity Big Brother. She uh, always, uh, her and Trump, because, uh, yeah, Donald Trump was obviously the host of The Apprentice back in the day, would always have a back and forth feud, as it were. But he loved her so much, he put her on the celebrity version of Apprentice as well. And then again, later on, she was on Celebrity Big Brother, as I mentioned. Omarosa was great at uh, bringing the drama, always had lots of things to say. Most of the time, it pissed people off. I think Omarosa was amazing as a reality show contestant. Number four. It's kind of, I can't put them all the way number one, these two guys. I'm going to do like a split version of both these guys because they weren't truly on a reality show. But I would say The Hutch from season one of Joe Schmo and Bryce from season two of Joe Schmo. I mentioned that show before. The Hutch played the asshole. Bryce played the stalker on Joe Schmo show. Of course, if you're not, not familiar with that one, it was in the early 2000s. Uh, one real person thought they were playing a reality show. Everyone else was actors. The Hutch was the asshole from season one and fooled Matt Kennedy Gould. Season two, there were two people, a male and a female, who were being fooled. Bryce from that season, oh my God, his vocal cords must be destroyed after yelling so much from that show because he got into so many arguments because he was a stalker. Bryce, amazing. Joe Schmo show, one and two. Not so much season three. That one's not as good. Seasons one and two, amazing. Three, how can you not go with the OG winner of Survivor, Richard Hatch? He was also on Celebrity Apprentice later on. It's amazing when you look back at Richard Hatch's game. At the time when Survivor became a cultural phenomenon 20 years ago, Hatch was thought of as like this cunning, you know, uh, Machiavellian, just, you know, horrible, horrible person and a master strategist and very, very, um, uh, yeah, like I said, cunning. And just everyone was like, oh, I hate this guy. But you look at it, he made an alliance with three other members and they stuck to the, their alliance all the way to the end. It's amazing how revisionist history now, he actually had an alliance with people, didn't screw anyone over that wasn't part of his alliance, and they went all the way to the final four. Whereas now, of course, Survivor, everyone's blindsiding everyone else. 
and they're screwing people over and left, right, and center, and they're lying all the time. But it's amazing how Richard Hatch played a completely clean game when you look back at it. At the time, though, it was viewed as, oh, my God, this guy is such a dirty player. He really wasn't. He later went on uh, Survivor All-Stars, caused some controversy with that, with uh, Susan Hawk, with brushing up against her when he was uh, competing in any, any challenge naked. I think that was a, one of the main reasons why he wasn't back on Survivor Winners at War, which, by the way, I want to talk to you about that season in a, in a future episode coming up very soon. He wasn't on that season because they had a controversy with him, and he's also been in, in jail. And I think CBS and, and Jeff Probst thought, you know what, probably not worth it with Richard Hatch. We don't want to have any other more, any more uh, you know, bad blood and, uh, and controversy with our series. So they didn't put him on there, which was disappointing because Richard Hatch was such an amazing character and the first winner of Survivor, the top two for reality show. <sighs> I originally, originally had this guy as my number one, but I went back and forth. And I think I'm going to have to go with him as number two. Dr. Will from season two of Big Brother. And then he was also on Big Brother All-Stars uh, several seasons later. Dr. Will, this is before there were any vetoes in Big Brother. There weren't many twists. He was originally, he was in the, the Chilltown Alliance, thought of as a guy who was going to be voted off very early along with Mike and Shannon, survived, and then his antics were, out, were legendary, this guy. They always bring him back, Big Brother, every year for the finale uh, to discuss with a jury. Different, he gives them different questions. Dr. Will was such a, an amazing winner and almost won All-Stars again. He won the game where there was no... A uh, chance to save yourself, and he was jokingly trying to get himself basically nominated, and and it's amazing. People revisionist history, right? Uh, it's he was on so many years ago. It was like 19 years ago, his original season, and people think, oh, Dan Giesling or Derek are the best players of all time because it's recency bias, right? And don't get me wrong, those guys were great, but Doctor Will is the OG, much like Richard Hatch. I know he was season two, Doctor Will. Season one was basically a joke. They try to get people. Because that's when uh, audience got to vote on who uh, le- left the game, which audiences are so dumb. They always get rid of the interesting people. So season one was such a dud. They tried to get the uh, the contestants off the show, actually. And I remember Chick and George being like, oh, they must love us so much. They want to give us like record deals and, and TV contracts. Yeah, okay, buddy. Dr. Will is the original winner of Big Brother, even though Eddie did win season one of Big Brother. Couldn't say enough great things about Dr. Will. He is the greatest player in that show's history. Without question, bar none. Number one is probably, I'm going with my heart a little bit because he wasn't actually the best player in reality show history. But again, he was also part of Survivor, which I've loved for 20 years. It's crazy to think it's been going on that long. Rudy, rest in peace. He passed away recently. Rudy from season one. It's amazing at a time when he had, when they had him on the show, if he was on on the season now, Oh, man, a lot of his comments would not play and not fly at all. Somehow, for some reason, he was considered like this charming uh, curmudgeon, I guess you would say, which I know it's an oxymoron. But Rudy, just the comments he made about Richard and, you know, for example, he'd be like, oh, I'm me and Richard got to be pretty good friends, not in a homosexual way. That's for sure. It's like these are these one liners. Everyone adored he went all the way to the final three, slipped his hand off the pole in the final immunity challenge. I'm still rattled by that because then he went an all-star when he was a 75-year-old, lost in episode two, and I'm not even joking. I still think about it often, how Rudy was such a beauty. It would have been so cool to see him interact with the different contestants from all the uh, other great seasons of Survivor. He lost in episode two, which was so uh, I was so distraught. Clearly, you can tell I still am. He probably only isn't the best reality show player of all time. But he just had so many great lines. Rudy was amazing. Love that guy. Rest in peace. 
Uh, he made it into his 90s. I think he was 91 or 92. He was a beauty. In my, for my money, the best reality show contestant of all time. Honorable mentions go to Russell Hance. Got robbed. Should have won a couple seasons of Survivor. Still never has. Definitely robbed his first season without question. Speaking of Rob, Boston Rob did win one of the seasons. Also should have won All-Stars, but uh, essentially the jury gave it to Amber, who never deserved to be an All-Stars anyway. That's a different story. Her and Jenna were the replacements for Colleen and Elizabeth, who the show really wanted on All-Stars, but Colleen and Elizabeth said no, so they brought in Jenna and Amber. They were the least threatening, one of the two of the most least threatening people in the game, so they made it all the way to the final three. Amber won. Boston Rob should have won that season because he was amazing. He did win later on. Boston Rob was really good. Uh, From the Bachelor series, Corinne and Demi, both these women, every season of that show, they always seem to have to have a villain. But those two were just so, so, so out there. Uh, Corinne, all of her one-liners, and she uh, was a mess of, a, of an individual, but it was hilarious to follow her. Demi was great as well. Then this last season, Bachelor in Paradise, you know, her, and, then, and she had a girlfriend, and she was breaking a guy's heart, and then she was going back to the girlfriend, then she broke up with a girlfriend. Demi is just like, she, uh, she's really good TV, really funny, has biting comments that are great. But it just seems like controversy follows her, her everywhere she goes, which, of course, makes her a great, great reality show contestant. Johnny Fairplay, also on Survivor. He, of uh, the fame back in the day, said, oh, uh, uh, for the family visits, his buddy came in. And he goes, how's grandma, dude? And his buddy's like, she, she's, she's dead, man. And, of course, he faked being upset because she wasn't actually dead. He cried. Everyone loved him uh, or felt bad for him. And he played it, and it was like, oh, my God, this guy is a villain for doing that. I loved it. Great gameplay. He made it all the way to the final three. Last two, I would say, anyone from The Mole. I don't have anyone specific from that, but that show was with Anderson Cooper as the host in the early 2000s. Amazing, incredible show. I wish they would bring it back. That is such a travesty that The Mole is not on television. You had, it was all on you. You weren't, it wasn't people voting you out. It was your intelligence and how much you were paying attention to who might be the one the mole, screwing everybody over, and you had to do a quiz to figure it out. The mole was such a, a unique reality show, which I really wish was still on TV. And lastly, Rachel from Big Brother. Who fi- would have ever figured she also was on Amazing Race later? Rachel and Brendan, who were just uh, at odds all the time in that Big Brother house, they were constantly arguing, never would have assumed they ever would have made it out uh, as, a, as a couple together. They're still together all these years later, which is, which is shocking but uh, Rachel played a, a remarkable game and was very, very much a villain, but she was entertaining. She was good TV. That's what I always say to people, These, especially on reality TV. You don't want the entertaining people to leave because they're funny. They're interesting. You, that, let's get rid of some boring people who are doing nothing. Rachel definitely was not boring. Deserves, without question, to be an honorable mention. Okay, let's go to the top five serious roles in television, the best characters now, I haven't seen a lot of uh, dramatic shows, I'll admit. So, for example, I've only seen one episode of Sopranos. Never have seen Game of Thrones. Basically, never will. My goodness, those episodes are, like, so, so long. And everyone said the last couple seasons weren't very good. I'm, ne- I'm probably never going to watch Game of Thrones. So some of these characters I won't say because I never, I've never seen them. So I can't uh, make a comment about them. Other shows like 24, Six Feet Under, haven't watched as well. So can't really say them as well. Number five, I will say Tim Riggins from the criminally underrated Friday Night Lights show. I got into the show years ago when I bought all these TV shows on DVD. 
unfortunately, about a year or two before Netflix became a thing, so I wasted a lot of money there. But Friday Night Lights was like 20 bucks for the DVDs, which I never understood because every other show was like 40 So I got into it, and I, and I started watching. Really, really good. Tim Riggins. You can, you can name many characters in that show. Co- obviously, Coach was amazing. Buddy Garrity in that show was, was fantastic. Criminally underrated show. I think people have started to finally... It's almost, almost one of those shows that I feel since it's been over, people have realized how great it was. Yes, it's about football, but it's about community and family and life more so than that. Football is merely the backdrop to all of it. Outstanding show. Number four, I'm going to go with Norman Bates. Freddie Highmore plays that character from Bates Motel. Of course, it's a spin-off version of the movie Psycho from like the 60s. And Norman Bates, of course, serial killer. Not very good. And he is... That show, I would say season one was okay. Season two, they started to get their footing quite good. And then it gets really, really good in the last three seasons. Uh, Norman Bates... Like I said, played by Freddie Highmore. It's really funny. He's a serial killer in that show. Most people know the story about him. Uh, great, great actor. But it's funny. He was a serial killer in that show. And now he's on The Good Doctor. So he goes from a serial killer to a good doctor. Really, really funny to think. When, you, when I see him, I don't, I've don't. i never really seen The Good Doctor. I just see like a few minutes here and there. And it's funny when I see that guy because he played a serial killer. And now he's a good guy. Quite funny. Norman Bates. Bates Motel. Great show. Number three, in particular, first few seasons, uh, most notably season four, Dexter. Dexter Morgan. Loved that show. It did sort of struggle and you know, a little bit of melees toward the last few seasons. I didn't hate the finale as much as uh, some people did. Having said that, it wasn't the strongest. But Dexter Morgan was a unique character, and it was just kind of interesting to see a guy be a serial killer, but he only kills people who are bad. So you're conflicted as a, as a fan. You're like, that's not good, obviously, him killing people, but he's doing it for good because he's getting rid of bad people. Dexter Morgan, really, really good. Number two, Mad Men. Set in the 60s, Don Draper. Man, so, so good. It's always amazing when you look back when I look at that show from the 60s, and I guess that was the time I wasn't born, spoiler alert, but like they're drinking at nine in the morning, they're smoking at work, they're saying really, really offside horrible things to women. It's like, you can't say that stuff. I guess in the time in the 60s, which is a good thing, things have progressed. They're still not all the way there, of course, in 2020, but things are way, way better than they were then. Of course, things I would say to, to African-American people in that show are awful. It's like, oh my God, that's actually the way people were? That's brutal. But Don Draper, the, the, the head man, on uh, Mad Men, oh my god, he just played that show, that character so, so well. Just a suave guy in the 60s, an advertising agent, and he was just, you know, Mr. Kingpin. Uh, he was a, a, amazing in that show as well. Number one, I'm sure this is going to be an obvious one a lot of people would say, but you have to say it. Walter White from Breaking Bad, that's one of the uh, the dramas that I recently I have gotten into. I watched all the way to the end because it was so good. Now I've watched the spinoff series Better Call Saul, which is also great with uh, Saul Goodman, but Walter White, with, you know, the chemistry teacher who got cancer, started cooking meth to be able to provide for his family, thinking he was going to die. Then eventually he does a heel turn and becomes a bad guy, but it's blurred because you still love him because he's Walter White, but you know he's not being a good guy anymore. And so he becomes a protagonist, antagonist, back and forth. It's hard to figure out, but Walter White is really, really good. Without question, honorable mention, uh, Doc Martin, a British show, Every single season is just so, so solid. The, the doc, Doc Martin, and that and Martin Clunes, that's, that's the actor, plays a really, really strong doctor in that show who he has a fear of uh, phobia of blood, which is kind of unique for your doctor. He plays a really good character on that. So it comes down to, I have to rank all of these characters for the top five of all time. This is a tough one to rank them in order, but I'm going to go five, Don Draper, 
four, Leon Black, three, Rudy from Survivor, two, Walter White, and of course, number one, Bean, (laughs) Mr. Bean. So that's it. I'm ready for all the scorn and glam shaming that I'll receive, I'm sure, after this list. Who are your favorites? Did I miss someone out? That was very obvious. I'm sure I probably did. Were my picks brutal? No. No, of course they weren't. Let me know how you feel. Reach out to me on social media. I'm at Hound Dog Harrison on Twitter and Instagram. Only one D. There wasn't enough character limit uh, to be able to have two Ds. Hound Dog Harrison. So I, I combined the Hound Dog with just one D. And that at HDogPod on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you for listening to episode 16, the Nikolai Borvchevsky edition of the podcast. Bang! This has been the H-Dog Pod with host Michael the Hound Dog Harrison. 